0: Wah,
1: wah, wah,
0: Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow ambassador. And I'm Jen Garecki, your co-host and the CEO of Coalition Snow. For those of you who are new, get ready to laugh, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little. Juicy Bits is about taking the conversations that we start on the chairlift and at the trailhead and bringing them to you to explore alternative narratives that challenge the status quo about what it means to be a modern woman in the outdoors. Grab your helmet, because sometimes it's a bumpy ride. FYI, friends, this podcast is for mature audiences, so you've been warned. Let's get to work and juice the patriarchy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Juicy Bits. I am extremely honored to be here with Ingrid Backstrom, our internationally ranked professional skier. And Ingrid, I believe you're originally from um, Seattle, Washington, but coming to us from Leavenworth. And as a tremendous force in the free skiing scene since 2004 and influential ski films that really have championed and highlighted your incredible athleticism, bravery, and really your overall spirit and badass mountain style. I couldn't be more grateful to get to have this conversation with you today, really coming from the perspective of your role in the industry to break through the noise and also your role as a tremendous athlete and skier and as a mom. So thank you, um, Jillian, here from Juicy Bits, coming to you from occupied land of the Washoe people here on the west shore of Lake Tahoe.
1: Thanks so much, Jillian. I'm really happy to be here and to get to chat with you. And I am, yeah, in Leavenworth, Washington, on the lands of the Wenatchee people.
0: Um, And so, Ingrid, one of the pieces that I... I loved so much and wanted to talk to you about today was the film that you had done um, lineage um, with Betty. But as I was looking through some of the film work, I realized your upcoming film right now, the approach seems to have such a, Uh, a coming together of your breaking through the noise, your activism, and then also your role um, now having, you know, raising two small children and still being out there and skiing. Could you talk to us a little bit about the approach and kind of how you were able to make that happen and what you're looking forward to as it's coming out? Yeah, for sure. Um, The approach
1: has been, uh, I would say, a several year in the making project. Um, We started out, my friend Ann Cleary and I started out two years ago to kind of make a, I guess our original idea was just a women's-led ski movie with women behind um, the camera, in front of the camera, doing the editing, doing all the pieces. Um, and be, simply because that's what we wanted to see. We find ourselves searching out um, women in action sports or doing anything that we can relate to. And um, yeah, we just... Figured that we, it was time to just put our own thing out there. Um, so we got in touch with Leanne Pelosi, who's a snowboarder and Whistler, and we started working with her. And we realized pretty early on that if we just made an all-women's film with just a bunch of white women who are already pretty established in the industry, that we were only really furthering our own cause, mm-hmm. nor and we also, um, not to mention, were wouldn't be adding anything new to the genre, basically, except for, um, you know, doing, trying to do a similar thing that's been done before, except for just with women in all the roles. So really trying to, um, see how we could think about incorporating more of the people that are actually out there skiing, um, different, um, abilities. Yeah. I guess we just were focused on how do we bring a more diverse cast of characters than the typical ski film.
0: Um, just to, to your point of, I, I like how you said uh, just in terms of diverse, but also inclusion. I feel like yeah. your you and and your kind of your squad were able to do is like you could leverage your context in the industry, leverage your um, ways of connecting people, um, access to mountains and your skill set, And so instead of you, just like you said, leveraging it for your own cause or kind of reproducing what we see so often in the male white narrative, but you're like, how do we make this be inclusive? And how do we feature humans that look a lot different than also help people see themselves in the mountains? And I think that's a piece that when I was looking, I'm, I, again, I'm just honored for a lot of reasons to get to chat with you, but it just, it really always makes me so inspired that we can, you know, especially those of us that have access to live in mountain towns and have access of choice of, of, of how we recreate and what we do that we can help other people be visible in the industry. Um. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was.
1: Um. Yeah. I think you nailed it. Um, trying to, I guess the way I was thinking about it is how can I, like, I've had a long, great run in the ski industry, and how can I use my experience and my knowledge to pass that down, but maybe in a different way than it's traditionally been passed along? Um, And it's been really passed along from the people who are kind of privileged enough to be there and maybe have a safety net. You know, when I moved to Tahoe way back in the day, It was like, yeah, I'm following my dreams and I'm putting it out there. But I had a safety net to go back to, you know, like if I had to go crawling home with my tail between my legs, I could go back and my parents would take me in and I could live there for a little while, you know. So all those pieces of it, when we look back and kind of look at our stories and how we got to where we are, I think it's important to remember that Um, there's a lot of layers behind how I've been able to get here. And so, yeah recognizing that maybe not everybody had that same support and
0: yeah, the same layers behind it. And I think for those that might look to ski films, um, ski publications, everyone was a beginner at some point. Right. And I think that's a piece that I, I would love to see a shift in the industry. Not only do people have that sense of visibility for themselves, but that people can recognize that access point of like, you can start somewhere and you can still recreate in a way that ne- maybe doesn't necessarily mimic what you see in publications and films, but it can still give you the inspiration to get out there and be in the mountains and enjoy and and feel that level of stoke, even if it's not you know skiing some of uh, the most extreme or unforgettable lines. Because someone's unforgettable line, it, it looks different to everyone, right? Which is also kind of a nice segue into bringing of what must it be like to be raising girls if I can, as, and I'm assuming they're skiers, um, one of the other films I wanted to touch base on, because I love the docu-short with Betty. I love um, the work that you do on your blog to give information and to really give loving advice. You know, think about, I know when I was pregnant and we did a whole episode on this, Jen and I, it was like the shit to stop saying to pregnant women and the shit to stop mm-hmm. saying to mom because everyone's got their own plan or agenda. Oh, and I'm sorry, Ingrid, we curse a lot on Juicy Bits. That's so, so- <laughs> I think you hopefully gotten to see a little but I forget when I'm like oh yeah that's right. I'm um, sorry not sorry but yeah I will even curse in this interview but just the shit to stop saying to women and to pregnant women and to moms and you know one of the pieces I really applaud in your in your language and your style that you put out there is it seems and reads just really humble and also really like, you don't have to like, this is just, I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing. And I and I think you've done that in a really delicate way. So as a, as a mom and as a skier mom and adventure mom, I, I just want to thank you for that. But then I'd love to hear from you a little of how your um, docu-short lineage with Betty, your, your, your first daughter, came to be realized. And then that could kind of take us into maybe a little bit of how your adventure life has changed since you've had a family and now a bigger family.
1: Yep. I think the lineage thing really grew out of my desire to like prove, you know, I thought, okay, I'm having kids, I'll, I'll get rid of that chip on my shoulder, whatever, let go of my ego. But really, it was like, that was me trying to prove, oh, yeah, I can get ba- back out there and do it. Like, I'll have a little baby along, we can still do this, we can still have fun. <laughs> Mom still like to get rad and have fun. And so that was really kind of uh important project for me and that it helped me return to myself and be like, who am I after kids? Like, I think every mom maybe has this, whether whatever it is, whatever your passion, your career, um, you have to reconcile that with who your new person is um, that now has a little person to take care of. And that's always on your mind. And so how do you be you, but also be a mom? So lineage really came out of that. I was like, okay, let's just take the baby along. We can do this. She can be part of the story. My husband will be part of it. Um, It was just a really fun and cool way to do that. And then in actuality, it was a little bit crazy. Like I'm sure you've taken road trips with a baby. And um, yeah, it was a really uh, challenging but awesome experience Mm -hmm. in the end. And it was so cool to have that part of our lives documented. Um, And we learned a ton. We traveled a lot and uh, got to ski a really an awesome winter. My parents came along, which we could not have done the trip without them. So that was a really, of course, lucky and privileged thing that made it all happen. But yeah, it was a great crew, a great way to be like, okay, I am still a skier. And I love that. And I'm also a mom. And that also, I think it's so funny now because Betty was so little then. She's a baby. And this past year, now that I have a five and a three-year-old, I've just been thinking about how I'm in a totally different phase. Um, And when my kids were babies or really little, it was super easy to just be like, oh, nothing's really changed. I'll just bring them along. And really all the stimulation they need at that point is in the world around them. So if I left for the day to go skiing or whatever, it's like, okay, The baby can be with my parents or my husband and they'll be getting all the stimulation, whatever they need. And obviously it's hard to leave them. But now my kids are five and three and they like to do activities too. Like they love to ski. They want to go on bike rides. They want to do swim lessons, all sorts of stuff. And so if I'm choosing to do my own activities, then it feels like I'm trading on their time to do activities and take them out on those. So it's like a whole, it's a whole different phase. Um, They're humans with their own opinions and um, desires and needs. And so it's like a whole different shift of like, okay, maybe I'm not going to do that all day mountain bike ride. Like I would have usually on a Saturday, if I had a full day, like I'm going to do the whole day mountain bike ride. Now I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just do a a, like an hour or two and then go ride with my kids. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about um, being a mom for me. And it's individual. Like some people are still going to just be like, cool, I'm going to go take that full day and go do that thing. And I will. And I do. um, I just don't prioritize it as much, at least this summer. Um, It's been a
0: lot of kid activities. And I'm in a new phase. And it's great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, I love that smile. I could, um, I can relate in the respect of like sometimes what an hour can mean to like reset you to then go and be really present. And that was something when, um, when I was thinking about you know talking with you, I'm thinking about just that shift and what what it must be like. And you know, you said it really well in in your sharing from from lineage into that of just there's challenge to it, right? But there's also a ton of joy. And then I think of what you were like in this new phase, this idea, it's like the family's got to share the time, right? Everyone's got needs, everyone's humans. It's like a shift in energy, like who can do what? And and at the given end of the day, I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts of this. I mean, sometimes there are nights where I'm like, all right, I've parented enough. You're sleeping in those clothes, but we're brushing your teeth. Or the next day, it's like the socks don't have to match because we're making it to, you know, swim and then we're packing up the bikes, you know, just that. So there has to be kind of this bend or break sometimes. Um, and I also really appreciate your honesty in terms of the ego can taking a hit. You know, I I was actually joking. Um, Tom Day was over the other night and we he was asking about the different phases with Micah, you know, and his kids are so grown and him and Brennan had gone out for a long adventure and Micah and I had a huge play day. We planned everything. And, you know, at the end he was like, well, yeah, you know, like, well, what hike did you do? I was like, Tom, we did like a, a loop trail. We were gone for like... she's three and a half. We did a mile and a half. I'm so proud of her. And my mom athlete self is like, Oh my God, why didn't, why wasn't I like carrying weights or something? And so there is that little bit of shift of just seeing it through our kids' eyes, you know?
1: Yeah. I laugh about that all the time. Like I I have my like rules for kid hiking. And number one is like, just pretend, just like forget the hiking part. Like you're not going Mm -hmm. hiking.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, like, you're just keeping them alive, right? Throw that out
1: of the window. Like, you're no. not actually hiking. There will be no exercise. There will be no destination reached. Um, just like, forget all that. And then you're going to maybe have fun hiking with kids. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, and the fun factor has to be there, too. Um, I want to bring us back before we hit record, I was sharing with you how I went and I, and I love that you, that you totally corrected me on this, Ingrid. I was way off. I was looking through, um, you know, some of the, um, articles and some of the pieces that the beautiful pieces that have been written about you over the year and some of your videos. And I was like, Ingrid, what about this ovaries out mentality? And how did you correct me? I love this. What did you tell me?
1: Oh, well, I was just thinking that they were thinking that was maybe, a more female friendly
0: way to say balls out yeah and I could that like went over my head all I was thinking was like how how, what are they meaning like was she did you know you stay out of my ovaries ovaries. (laughs) wait wait a second so I thank you for that because I wanted to talk a little bit if you could about your experience in the industry you know pre-mom pregnant mom now second mom and what that's done in terms of like does the industry call you back? Do they email you back? Have your sponsors been supportive? Because I can't imagine navigating already as a female in a male-dominated industry. And, you know, again, you've been able to break through the noise in, in really profound ways. But then if you could just talk a little bit about any challenges, any great, uh, you know, um, surprises you've had, ways that it's been for you. Um,
1: I think only now as I look back and I really recognize some of the just – um really subtle sexism that I experienced. But in general, I have to say I've been super lucky. And in some ways I think I've benefited from being a female um in the ski industry because a lot of I got a lot of opportunities because it's it's marketing. And people at the time that I got into it was like, oh we need a female on our team and everyone was looking for that one female to be in the movie, to be on their team. Just so they fulfill that kind of quota. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, yeah, my career benefited from it. But then now looking back, I can see all the things that were said or this and that over the years. I was like, oh, wow, that's really. I think I'm so ingrained in that, in the industry and that kind of like bro mentality that I've just been a part of it. And I haven't totally been able to see that until recently I guess. Um but it I mean it started to become pretty clear uh like kind of right around we started safe as which is a um it started as all women's avalanche clinics and I think a group of women, good friends and I took our level 1 avalanche course with Lavatone and we were like whoa how come that was so different? than any other avalanche course any other avalanche training we've ever taken and it was like oh because we were encouraged to ask questions there's no dumb question no one was making us feel like oh you don't belong here you don't know how to use that then you shouldn't be in the backcountry. there was none of that kind of like macho top-down gatekeepy um feel and so that was like oh maybe there is room for a different kind of way and so with safe as i think that was Kind of the start of my own awareness of how i could use my own voice and think about how i'm participating in this industry on a whole and maybe what can i contribute to i don't know maybe a bit of i don't whatever it is i mean it's such a buzzword but like the vulnerability the speaking about our own experiences or speaking up in my own voice asking for what I want um instead of just being like oh yeah I'm really oh I I'm just lucky to get whatever I can great thank you so much you know that really typical like pleasing everyone um the way that
0: I've just been my whole life I guess. Mm-hmm. well you said it well to to not only speak up for it, but to know that you're worth it. Right. And that you deserve it and that your time is as valuable. Um, and you know, I think about some of the, the great mom advice you, you provide on your website and your blog. And I don't want to call it mostly mountains, but I kind of feel like that's like the vibe of it. And then you have like your recipes and your stories and like beautiful photography and you do, um, I applaud you on your social media. I feel like you have a really nice balance of not like overexposing your kids and not that there's anything wrong with that. People can do whatever they want, but you know, Mm -hmm. I still feel like you, there's like a really cool style that you have to it. But, um, I can't imagine it isn't challenging to, to, to speak to what you just said, right? Knowing you're worth it, the sense of being vulnerable as a female in the industry that has proven yourself time and time again, to be again, incredible athlete. And then Now, as a mom, kind of balancing what that might look like when your needs are really, you know, uh, well, your needs are different. And you also have two other little humans that need you. So if you could talk a little bit about what that looks like for you for kind of current mom advice, just kind of a general adventure, like you spoke a little bit of like, you know, maybe just the hour mountain bike ride or just not the destination, but then also how you find that balance, how you do it with your partner, how you do it with your work, how you do it with your own, um, you know, just your again, you're, I think balance is the best word I'd love for you to speak to a little.
1: Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I just try to think about it one day at a time and then hope that it kind of evens out over time. Like one day, obviously the kids are going to get more of the day. And then one day I'm going to get more of the day whenever I have to work. And I try to think of it maybe seasonally in the winter, mom is out more. Um, and in the summer, I make a conscious effort to be around and like, what can we do that's going to be super fun for the kids today? And then try to schedule my, whatever hour, a couple hours of computer time in the summer when they're maybe watching a show or doing something else. Um, so just trying to, my, my goal is that, that everyone's thriving, um, in the family and it doesn't have to be every single day that everyone's thriving, but kind of over a week balance or something try to make sure that everyone gets their something. And also I'm pretty selfish in terms of like, I want to get my little jog in or my workout or my bike ride in or my skiing every day. And then also remembering that my husband isn't so selfish about that. And so remembering that like, okay, what are the ways where I can take the kids along, um, put them in the chariot, go for a bike ride, go for a cross country ski, do a workout in the basement um, and just trying to That makes me feel really good when I can be self-sufficient and everyone can have fun and, uh, yeah, make time for the team and a little time for me. And then, yeah, in the fall and the winter when I'm working more, um, just realizing that it's okay if the kids play when I'm on the computer for a little while. Like, they can make their own fun and just letting them do that, and that's okay for them. I don't need to be entertaining them every second of the day. They're actually better off when I'm not.
0: Um, I applaud that. I think about sometimes where I'm like, not every day has to be Disneyland, but they also, yeah. do you ever think Ingrid, would you want them to look to you and be like, wow, mommy is super dedicated. Mommy's great at her job. Mommy's busy. Mommy's important. You know, not that we wouldn't like to have maybe 30 hours in the day, but I think of that, right. you know, the, the model and what you show your children, in this case, your daughters, um, the, the, they're getting to see this this really this really full and complex mom, and I love that you because I think every partner dynamic is different. It's like if Jim is your like he's not as selfish of that, or you are, and it's like that's probably got to be a whole other balance. And I think of it for all <laughs> for all We oh, yeah. were like, all right, let's be let's be real about who we are and what we're bringing, and then what we need. Because like if everyone is thriving, I like how you use that, not even in a given day, but over a period of time, you can probably just feel it, right? Maybe just like there's a good energy to it, a little bit of effortlessness, if you will. And I don't mean to put you on the spot like you're the oracle and the expert, but um, I do, it's just, it's, I think it's really, um, can be really grounding and it helps, I think a lot of, we've got some moms to be out there. We've got some new babies that were just born this week from some badass sweaters that are like, going to probably look to you or look to other um, friends and moms in the industry that they're not alone, right? To feel that sense of needing and wanting. And I think sometimes the mom fog can be really real. And we want to think, help moms out there recognize that they deserve it and they need it too. And it helps them be those better moms and partners.
1: Yes, 100%. I'm tr- I try to be really intentional. Back to like the example from my kids that you mentioned, I try to be really intentional with letting them see that it's a choice that I'm choosing to work and I'm choosing to do this. So like, yes, I would love to spend time with you. Spending time with you is my most important thing and I love it, but I also really love my work and I'm, I'm choosing to do that. And so just, it helps me remember that when things get too much, that Hey, I chose this, like I chose this, (laughs) I can't blame anyone else. I can't complain about it. Um, But then, yeah, trying to just, let them know that I am choosing that because it is important to me, and hoping that that example
0: will get through. But yeah. Um, so with that said, what is your best, either kid adventure or like your most ridiculous mom fail that you were like, I, you can if you want to just give us one or two. Oh,
1: I've had so many. I mean, I can't even tell you all the times I've like packed up all the kids. Someone was asked. Someone. I was talking to someone about like, they're like, Oh, it must be so great to be able to take your little kids skiing. And I was like, yeah, no, like taking little kids skiing is the worst. You like pack everyone's gear up. You drive an hour. You're like worried about nap time. You're stressing out, whatever. And then you get to the mountain. You maybe make one run. The weather's crappy. They're hungry. Everyone has a meltdown. Someone like, Poops in their pants, and you didn't bring a change or a diaper, or anything, and yeah, I'm like that is. Then you basically go home and you blew the naps for the day, and then no one sleeps at night. So great, yeah, skiing with little kids is super fun, <laughs> but <laughs> I, but but again, it is fun because it's a choice, and that one run that you made. And then now I'm at the point, I guess the point of that is that now my kids are three and five and they can do the rope toe, and they're ripping around on their own. And it is so fun. And it makes all those ridiculous moments worthwhile.
0: Well, I appreciate that here. Cause we usually get like a hula hoop run on subway. Yeah. I'm freaking the F out that she's going to fall off the chairlift, even yep. though she's fine, but I'm like, she could slip through that bar and why is she so close? And she won't let me hold her. And then we get a run or two in and it's like, all right, like, I don't want to bribe her, but like, how about the wildflowers? Cookie we will drive up into the valley. And um, when you can go look around at the puppy, you know, just something depending on where we're at and I'm like I think all those little like mom tricks will pay off like you're speaking in that age group to see him ripping around like I just can't wait for her to stop like that's gonna change skiing on the mountain with kids I think tremendously
1: totally 100% mm-hmm. I w- I remember when we first started I would be like oh okay well you need to bend your knees you need to do this and like trying to get Betty to do this like good body position I'm like <laughs> my husband's like uh yeah no like nope She just you need to pretend she's a dog and that she's yeah. gonna go woof 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 down the mountain and you're gonna have fun I was like oh right okay (laughs) so that was like a total turning point of like oh we're just here to have fun like I Mm -hmm. it doesn't actually matter and after that yeah she really started to love skiing a lot more and I was way more relaxed about it yeah
0: it is amazing to feed off of um their energy um well speaking of skiing and adventure moments epic fails what are your if we'll we'll shift the gear just to you to your selfish self ingrid of your um upcoming kind of ski dreams winter you're going to be is crystal the home mountain right crystal mountain
1: no i actually well we live closest to stevens pass oh okay yes forgive me forgive me no no um it's just washington geography I, I love I love Crystal and I I grew up skiing there but it's about three hours away so it's a bit especially with little kids. It's just a bit more tricky to get there these days. but yeah we go to Stevens Pass and then there's also an awesome um, ski hill right like five minutes from where we live that has two rope toes and a um, a rolling carpet. And it's amazing. Oh, that's so fun. That's mm-hmm. so
0: fun. Um, do you have some of your own kind of winter ski dreams? I know, like you know, COVID aside, things have been complicated with travel and things like that. I know you're excited for uh, approach um, premieres are coming up. But anything that you want to put out there in the world for to help manifest for ski dreams for yourself?
1: Um. I mean, I have to think about that for a while. I've honestly we've been so focused on the approach and getting it out there that I haven't really I've just kind of been like, oh, I'll think about next winter when you know, maybe a little bit. I've been pre- I've been kicking that can down the road just cuz honestly, last winter, um the balance of me being a mom and being out in the backcountry was really hard. It was really hard. I was just super nervous about the risk involved and now that my kids like I said I mentioned I'm in a new phase my kids are older and the more I get to know them as humans the more I think about not like wanting to be there for you know like I want to be there for them um so I think that balance changes the more I get to know them and just really being conscious of the risks that I'm taking on and so it was amazing to be out with a group of people and skiing last winter, but I kept it pretty uh, mellow for myself. I definitely didn't push it. Um, I, when my second daughter, when I was pregnant with my second daughter, I hurt myself and tore my patellar tendon. Had to have surgery at 16 weeks pregnant, and it was terrible. And uh, that experience of having a two-year-old and not being able to like pick her up or hold her. Um, was super hard as a mom like that's the time that I wanted to spend with her and especially before having a second kid and not to be able to be there for her in the way that I wanted uh I think was more like a bigger deal than I thought so I'm really conscious about not wanting to get hurt not wanting to get in an avalanche or anything worse and so yeah last winter was really tough mentally and finding that balance we lost a good friend last winter and yeah it just all makes you think about like why am i even doing this you know there's so much crazy things going on in the world and i'm going to go spend my time like skiing uh yeah i guess the existential crisis maybe now now we're getting a little dark sorry I really took it yeah. down the really took it down. <laughs>
0: Um, no apologies. Cause I have to say, if anything, to me, that just snippet of that real raw honesty. I mean, again, I I don't, I think it's something that all humans feel and experience in different ways. But part of that, Mm -hmm. again, that raw honesty is just putting yourself out there and then like being true to yourself. So if Mm -hmm. anything, if we want to leave it a kind of on a good note, um, we like to keep our juicy bits, um, we like to keep yeah. for our listeners, though, if there's anything, if you're if you're up for it, Ingrid, if they can, um, you know, maybe maybe people follow up if they have questions about anything that you shared, you can always hit us up at hello at Coalition Snow. But I think it's a beautiful note to end on because the raw, the realness and the fucking dumpster fire that we are all surviving and trying to thrive in every day and have been and all the systems that we're aiming to fight. It's like, you know, let the 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 rope toe and the magic carpet and the hopefully like huge winners that we get and powder tree skiing, give us the energy to go fight um, the systems and shred the patriarchy, you know, uh, one turn at a time, but then also that trueness to ourselves And when we can be raw and honest, I think with each other, I think it just creates that accessibility grounding and, and deeper connection in our, in our mountain communities and in our overall, um, just on our overall way of living. So I can't thank you enough for, all that you've shared. And I've been, I really appreciate your time giving us your, uh, your thoughts here on Juicy Biz. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me and for listening.
1: And uh, yeah, great to chat with you, Jillian.